What's up, everybody? Welcome back, Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation. Hiatus is over, if you noticed. So what's going on, fellas? Anybody got any listener stories? It's a listener story. Chris, I got to say something about your screen, man. Is that like a, a screen protector, or is it a privacy screen? It's black. I don't mm. know. It's supposed to be big, so I can yeah. see. <laughs> Man, I need that too. <clears throat> Privacy screen? No. no. Oh, Big wow. words. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, boy, that was a. We need to we need to stop zooming in on some things. Dang, that was a softball. <laughs> I just lobbed up there. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Be <laughs> <Pretty> shameless. <laughs> This story takes place in the same town in Mexico, which I hold dearest to me. It's basically my second home. The story I'm about to tell you still shakes me to my core. I was about maybe nine years old at the time. I came down to Mexico with my parents to visit my family during the whole summer vacation. I like this, how big the lettering is. Yeah. On mine, I have to go like that, and I just kind of rush it. He's got to zoom in. This one's really good. At the time, I didn't consider myself a religious or traditional person. I was attending Catholic school back in the States. I never really understood or grasped who Jesus was or who the Creator was as well. To be honest, what nine-year-old thinks about that? I only thought about video games or who was the best WWE wrestler at the time. Mm. Yes. What year was this? Dang, that sounds like me. I know. I think that's little Tyler. <laughs> One night I had gotten really sick from playing in the dirt too long with my cousins and it was so hard for me to sleep that night because of my coughing and fever. Later on that night it was maybe 2 a.m. and I was laying down in one of the beds that's that's right next to a window that overlooks the main street of the town and my grandmother's, grandmother's neighbors. Soon as I tried closing my eyes I heard the sound of horses galloping at full speed from a distance. Mm. It made me question the whole thing because who would be riding this late at night? And the fact that the town does not have any street lights, it's pitch dark for anyone to see anything, let alone ride their horse. <clears throat> when the sound of the horses was getting closer, I got up and started to look out the window as soon as the horses were getting really close. I felt a hand grab the back of my shirt and pull me down to pull me down to the bed. Then a faint voice in Spanish whispered in my ear, stay down. The night has eyes. Mm. When the horses finally galloped next to the house, I also heard a wagon being pulled, but I also, but also a faint sound of wailing as if there were people on that wagon crying. All I felt was a sense of dread, something I would never wish upon anyone to feel. Later on in that morning, I, I kept asking everyone who was in the house with me if they had. I kept asking everyone who was in the house with me if they had heard the horses galloping at night. But everyone said no. I eventually found someone in the town who heard the wagon and the horses. They told me the wagon was uh, La Carreta del la Mirte. Uh, I probably butchered that. Or the wagon of death was driven by mm. death himself. He comes around that late at night to collect the souls of people who have passed on. It's said that if you are spotted by him... Or if you see who the driver was, you will be taken as well. The crazy part about it all is that the later on that day, we overheard 
that an elder, elderly man and a lady who owned a shop had passed away that morning. I'm not sure who was the voice that saved me from being taken, but rest assured after that encounter, I started to believe I started to see and believe more things and most people would think as myths or legend. Mm. Yeah. Do they want credit? Yeah, it's uh, Bayless Alexander, second story. For that, I'm not only going to give you one, two, three, but four sacred hoes. Ooh, a God. sacred number. Got Dang. the four. God. Oh. <laughs> you spun that medicine wheel. <laughs> What else you got in here? Nah. <laughs> uh, keep out of there. Yeah. Hey. Shush, shush. If you can see it, go ahead. No. <laughs> Dang, it's in like 15 font. That's what happens when you get diabetic guys. So. You got to have fun with that gigantic letter. Still can't see it. It's like uh, the eye doctor exam, man. No. E. <laughs> That's a good one. That was that a Bayless? Yeah, that Mr. Alexander. Oh, okay. Yeah, keep those coming. I like those Mexico stories. Those are cool, man. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Uh, we've seen Puss in Boots. And you remember how we were talking about death and like whistling? Mm-hmm. You may call it. So in that movie, death, death is in that movie. And when he comes, he whistles. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy. Like the You Shrek have to watch one? it. Uh, Puss in Boots, the yeah. newest one that came out. Death is, he's like a wolf, right? Is he a wolf? Some sort of mm. wolf, but he's a wolf and he has red eyes, hood. You don't know it's death at first, but I knew it was because he came and whistled and we talked about mm. that whole whistling thing <laughs> about death. So he comes to to you know, to get puss in boots because it's the last life or whatever it's called. So obviously you know what's what it's about, but yeah, when he comes, man, he whistles, he has a tune when he mm. comes in. Oh dang. And I thought of that episode we talked about when you don't whistle at night because you may call something, but mm. there he was. He yeah, was he there was. whistling. Thanks. Somebody's listening. Showed up. No. <laughs> I know. I was gonna, I was in the I was in the uh, movie theater. I was like, somebody's listening. <laughs> that ain't the first time. <laughs> Get somebody with that copyright infringement. <laughs> and I had a little picture of uh was it uh uh what's his name, man? Uh from uh La Bamba. You know, where he's like, uh, it's not my first, not my last. <laughs> <laughs> Steal your stuff. Tyler, yeah. you're so full of quotes. <laughs> yeah, bastards. man. That's all I've been doing is watching movies. <laughs> 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 the quote God. Ah, dang. <laughs> you got to know. <laughs> is that Bob? Yeah. Is that Bob? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like, might not be him. Yeah. Mom. Mm. Tyler, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Well, I don't have any stories. I guess I got the ones from Omar, but I'm gonna kind of save those if that's okay. I'll make this mm-hmm. announcement now. Uh, we're gonna do a, I guess, college or like high school dorm, maybe. I'll say Scholastic episode. Scholastic, <laughs> yeah. That of, Lamborghini uh, poster of uh, <laughs> the Scholastic Fair. Yeah. No, but like. You know, if you're in college and you have like some scary, I've I got one that was sent to me, but we just haven't done the episode yet. But it's like a college edition or school edition of like scary stories. You know, if you're in a dorm or something, and I've got a few of those too. But if you have any stories like that, send them to either of us, 
Tyler, Chris, Yola, or me. Yep. And then, <clears throat> and then you could send it through. You could even send a voice. What's it called? Voice text. Or? It's like a voice like, voice message. Yeah, voice message. You can send a voice message if you want. We'll re, we'll have it played on here, or if you just want to type it out, if it's short. But yeah, we'll be doing an episode like that soon. And now I want to hear some Haskell. I want to hear some Bacon. I want to hear some some Tahlequah Sequoia dorms. Come with the heat. Keep them clean, though. Keep them clean. Yeah, keep them clean. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no foul language, we explicit got, language. We got kids that listen to this. Yep. What's that? Fort Lewis. Oh yeah, Fort yeah. Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah. Where else? I'm trying to think. Of, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other places here. What was that? UNM. Yeah, yeah. UNM. Mm-hmm. OU. OU. Yeah, OU, yeah. yeah. Leave, OU, leave, leave OU out, though. <laughs> no. well, tell us about the season this year. <laughs> oh, dang. That, that's a ghost right there. <laughs> dang. <laughs> yeah. I thought we put that to bed, guys. <laughs> God. I thought we put that to bed. Oof. The ghost is still roaming. Hey, we, we got God, a ball. The We're in a ball game. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of people telling me stories about Northeastern again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been having a lot of calls on that. I wish uh, you guys would send it to me in a text or, you know, messenger, because sometimes I can't always remember when you tell it to me uh, verbally. Mm-hmm. So it, for me, I mean, the rest of these guys, they, they got good memories and stuff like that, but I love to hear you guys' story, and I love to... Uh, uh, put it on the air, but sometimes I can't do that unless I have something to remind me, you know. So, again, I, I don't mean no disrespect. I appreciate it. Each and every one of you guys been uh, telling me stories, but be sure to uh, message it to me or text it to me or something. Man, I had totally forgot about Northeastern State, man. Yeah, those there's some – that's <clears throat> Seminary Hall. I know y'all got some Seminary Hall stories. Uh, Even Sequoia down yeah, there, they got, they got – Stories of Riverside. Riverside, Riverside yeah. Man, yep. I got several of them telling me Riverside stories when I was down a lot. And, and man, those were some wicked stories. Even the, the stories that some of the older folks told me about the uh, Fort Seal boarding school that I visited. Man, I had tons of them. I love those stories, but, you know, please send it to me in Messenger. Mm. What's that? Have you heard anything about, uh, is it Jones Academy? Oh, no. yeah. There's a lot of mm-hmm. stories about Jones. Mm. A lot of stuff going on down that way. Yep. So anybody, if you got any stories about those places, send them to us. Text us. Voice voice message. Uh, the voice message, and that's one thing with yeah. for me. The voice message. I like. To, I want you. I want you guys to. Because I think sometimes for me, I ha- I read your stories and maybe sometimes I, I mess them up. I like to hear them from your point of view. For me, so if you send them to me, voice message. Mm. I appreciate y'all. Yep. Yeah, I don't have any stories for this episode, um, but we're going to talk about winter spirits. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds good. You know, uh, I'm glad you guys take this opportunity to talk about this. You know, <clears throat> a lot of tribes, they have beliefs in these winter spirits. They have so strong beliefs in these winter sh- spirits that they're only allowed to tell their stories during winter time. You know, a lot of Plains tribes are like that. Um, a lot of Northern tribes are like that. You know, they won't tell stories, any kind of stories, unless it's winter time. They'll say the first snow, then uh, 
they'll 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 start telling theirs. But you know, in Oklahoma, you wait for first snow, you might never get it. So uh, I know things are a little bit different here, but you know, I know a lot of those plains try, especially up north. You know, they'll wait for that first snow to come in, and uh, then they'll start telling these stories. And some of those stories, you know, from some of these tribes are so, I don't know, so strong for their people. You know, I know a lot of times we we make people mad when we say we can't say names of things. Mm. But they're super strict on, you know, a lot of that stuff. Even though, you know, it gets out, you know, they hear you telling a story, they'll get on to you and say, one, you're not supposed to name it, two. If it's not winter time, you know, don't 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 uh, tell them. So again, you know, uh, sometimes when you're doing those kind of events, you know, you gotta know when and what what time to start telling those stories. But you know, uh, I know, uh, you know, they talk about that first snow, you know, and, and a lot of a lot of these tribes that are up north, you know, they believe, you know, winter time is is spirit time. You know, it's when the spirits are most active. And so, you know, that's their belief. You know, they'll, you know, take care of their home in a certain way. You know, I don't want to, you know, talk about their their customs or their beliefs like that. But I'll just say that much that, you know, they take care of it the way they need to take care of it. And, you know, then they're allowed to start, you know, sharing some of these stories, you know, from from one another. And to me, that that's amazing. You know, again, you know, some of these tribes, even Muskogees, you know, we believe there's a certain spirit that comes in during wintertime. And again, you know, just like they said, the first snow, you know, you know he or it is around however some refer to her as her you know uh but for my purposes my memory purposes i'm just going to say he not to offend nobody i'll just say he or it uh as the spirit you know the spirit comes in you know uh also you know to me the spirit you know is told that you know, it takes the ones that need to go. And so during wintertime, you'll have a lot of, they say, deaths you'll hear, you know. And I think about that a lot of times, even like right now, you know, I'm hearing a lot of announcements of people passing away when that major first snow hit. You know, you had several elders that took that long walk. And so, you know, to me, in my mind, you know, hearing those old Muskogee stories, now I'm only talking about Muskogee Creeks, you know, that's, you know, kind of part of nature, you know, during this wintertime, if, if you were having a tough time or or whatever, you know, that, uh, that uh, spirit will come and take you, you know, give you that relief. And, you know, it just don't take the old, but the ones that might have been, you know, sick or having different burdens, you know. But there's also a different spirit that comes in, too. And, and a lot of tribes, you know, they have this belief. And, again, you know, they say not to name this thing because this is its time of the year, you know. And it brings, you know, de- depression and suicide 
you know, and I think about that, you know, even the white man will tell you that, you know, wintertime during this time, suicide goes up real high, you know, and, you know, like I said, you know, I can only speak for Muscogee people, but they talked about those things. We have certain medicines for those things. If you got your experience in those, those kind of things, we had people that knew how to prepare that medicine to take care of that depression and, or that, you know, kind of suicidal, very sad or depressed feeling, you know, they considered it a spirit, you know, and in, in that medicine song that they sing, they name it, you know, and they're talking to the creator to, you know, take care of this thing, you know, to whoever it's on that it leave, you know, so, you know, I know a lot of tribes used to have that, you know, and so, you know, these winter spirits were to be respected, you know, and to to be honored as well. You know, they used to say, you know, during the change of the seasons, there's certain ceremonies that you're supposed to do. You know, and again, I'm only speaking for Muscogee Creeks, but, you know, again, that first snow or that first cold, they would say that first freezing temperature comes in. That's when they do this, uh, uh, kind of like what you might say a smoking ceremony you know and i have to give it to the seminoles seminole nation because uh you know they uh actually you know uh posted one you know and and uh i thought wow that's pretty amazing you know again you know being creek you know and and you know of course seminoles and creeks you know not to offend anyone but we're brothers you know, to see them still carrying this on, you know, was very, made me very proud, you know, because, you know, a lot of tribes, you know, they don't, they've lost a lot of that kind of stuff, that kind of knowledge. And so, you know, again, to see them not only do that, but to share that with the world in that, you know, aspect, I think that was great because, you know, again, to me, the way I looked at it was they were doing that for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, so-and-so shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have put that on social media, you know, and stuff. But, you know, they're showing love for everyone, and that's the way it's supposed to be, you know. So, again, you know, I know there's some tribes, you know, they have special ceremonies during this time. You know, that first winter, you know, that first cold breeze or that first snow you know they do it because of these spirits and um that offering or that that burning of that tobacco in that certain way you know uh gives it an offering you know so it may pass on you know so it don't you know take someone so you know again you know i know these spirits this type of stuff isn't really talked about anymore you know i i don't hear it but you know i know some tribes they practice it but they don't know what they're practicing you know they're just going through the motions because the old ones used to do that but nobody's told them this is why you're doing it and so again you know if you guys follow me on facebook and you see those seminoles out there doing no good this you know 
that's what they're doing and you know to me that's that's pretty good you know that they're they're doing that for everybody and for if you Seminole Nation people are listening I say Mado Chris let me ask you this I mean kind of go, going back to you mentioning you know depression and kind of mental health do you think that's maybe for us you know here like just speaking for us in the room do you think that's you know but not practicing that type of you know different you know way um leads to that mental health things that we're missing nowadays oh yeah i, I seen a, a someone talk about this uh it was a lady she was up north and she was really kind of tearing into her people you know she was saying that every tribe every people every group you know in the olden days they had ceremonies that they were supposed to do it was it was supposed to be done but because we're all forgetting these things we're all forgetting to do these certain ceremonies you're seeing that effect on the world you know, you're having tornadoes where tornadoes nor- normally don't go. You're having floods where floods normally aren't. You know, you're having earthquakes where it shouldn't be, you know. And it's because, you know, according to her, you know, certain times of the year we were supposed to honor our creator and do these ceremonies in a certain way. And, you know, when she said that, you know, I know she got a lot of flack for that. But, you know. I I I really believe that, you know, uh, for Muskogee's, you know, there's certain times of the year that we touch medicines and there's certain foods that we eat and we don't eat, you know, during the year. Yeah, nowadays, you know, it's a smorgasbord all year round now. So, you know, again, you know, why did we have to do these ceremonies, you know, to appease the weather, to appease the earth? to appease these spirits that can come in and take people, you know, um, uh, every tribe and every nationality, like she said, had these certain ceremonies, you know, you were supposed to take care of this. You were supposed to take care of that. You know, he didn't put it all on one people, you know, he kind of broke it up. And when she made it that reference, Dang, that made sense to me. Yeah, it does make sense. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so, you know, you got, you know, people down south, you know, that do certain ceremonies, which I will say those ones down south, and I'm talking about like the Navajos, the Pueblos, the Zunis, and dang, those guys still keep it pretty strong down there. So for you guys, you guys can sit down. No, but the <laughs> <laughs> rest of you guys, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, again, you know, I know – um uh, a lot of other tribes, you know, they were supposed to do certain things. But, you know, again, you know, due to whatever reason, due, due to boarding schools, due, due, due to historic trauma, you know, due to government, you know, coming in, taking these things away from us, you know, it's punishing everybody. Mm, you yeah. know, and I agree with her. You know, I think, you know, I know you know, a few tribes here in Oklahoma, you know, still try to do their very best to carry on with what they've got. And, you know, but that's very far and few between, you know. So, again, 
you know, I don't know, but I, I really commend that lady for, for saying those things. I know she got a lot of flack for that, but I definitely agree with that. You know, coming back, thinking about, you know, again, and you guys heard me say this several times on this podcast, you know, because we've gotten away from things, you know, you see a lot of alcohol, drug abuse, physical abuse, you know, uh, other negativity behavior in our Indian communities because we've gotten away from these old ceremonial ways. And, you know, I'm not blaming that on the church. I'm not blaming that on government. But what are we as a people doing to help with those things? You know, at one time, you know, every tribe had a, oh, what do you call it? A society or a clan. There was no such thing as orphans in Indian communities. Never. But today we've got the highest rate of orphans in state custody. You know, and so, you know, that to me, you know, like I said, that lady, you know, I hate to say it, but sometimes the truth hurts, you know, hearing those kind of things. But, you know, getting back to these winter spirits, you know, again, you know, this is why they would do those offerings, you know, during that first cold or that first snow, you know, uh, to make sure that these things don't come in and cause havoc amongst the people and you would have medicine people that would make sure these things were done and done properly it's it's a difference between doing it and doing it properly you know because these spirits know you know if you don't come correct they're going to take a lot of people with them Mm -hmm. and so you see that you know just like like i was saying that first snow came you know, right before Christmas, everybody knows you've been hearing a lot of people going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, again, you know, these are those winter spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been around where they, you know, uh, when they close the grounds and, you know, they give you medicine, you know, to make it last until the springtime when the grounds open up again. And that's what they tell you, you know, like this is to get you through these hard months because the hard months are coming. And this is this is for you to, you know, wash with or, you know, whatever you want to do with it. It's yours. But this is enough to get you through until the grounds open up again. And so it's always to me, you know, very important to be at that last dance, Mm -hmm. you know, so that you can get that and. Um, I'm very appreciative just to, you know, still be a part of that and still, you know, have that cultural connection and that spiritual connection to the grounds and just to nature, you know, however, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I don't know, like, but yeah, it's, it's important to me and, you know, I, I know what you're saying, you know, as far as like Muscogee Creeks are concerned, but still very real, you know, very real. You know, yeah, I, I, my, my, I, I'm, I am. I would say I don't really know quite a, a bit about about the winter spirits. But what Chris is talking on when it comes to like mental, mental and physical health, you know, just in native communities, um, you know, where we we lead a lot of statistics on a lot of health problems, and you know, 
I always kind of think back when you mentioned something the lady said about you know when you don't you don't when you lose basically who you are to whatever way government uh, parents dying you know being an orphan whatever it is um, to me that makes total sense um, because a lot of and it, and they and they use the word westernized. A lot of us are westernized. You know, we wear tennis shoes. You know, the human foot's technically not really supposed to be wearing tennis shoes. It's bad for our feet and our joints. And, you know, to me, I it, it just, that struck a, a real thick chord with me because uh, my background's in health and physical education with a background in, in exercise physiology. And I think about that, you know, the kind of the, the not... And it leads into the winter spirits. You know, we lose, we lost all that, all that knowledge, all all of what these things are, what these beings are, and what these spirits are. That now we we live in a world where we have heat right now. Well, we don't have to worry about outside. We're not having to bundle up and wear sixteen layers of clothes to make sure that we don't have hypothermia. So yeah, that that's that's real interesting to me. That's real. I'm going to have to start doing some more research on that. But I, I appreciate you, Chris, you know, uh, giving that information out. Because I know there's a lot of natives out here that we, uh, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but I can, I know I can speak for a few other people out there um, that don't know these things. I didn't know, I, you know, I didn't know about, as much about winter spirits, but I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Another uh, winter spirit that, you know, you, you hear a lot about, mainly up north, but you know, a lot of tribes, they have the same spirit, but it's just called different. But it does the same thing as that windigo. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a winter spirit, you know, technically. You know, again, you know, they always talk about during winter time when uh, people are, you know, housed up in that snowy area. You know, for some reason, they, they kind of snap and they begin to practice cannibalism, you know, and they... You know, do that, and this spirit can jump from person to person. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, I know um, this is one of the spirits that you know you hear a lot about up north. But dang, it's it's around here too. Mm-hmm. You know, and somewhat, you know, I believe that you know the way society is today. We've opened that door where we leave that spear open year round, not just winter time anymore. And so, again, you know, it goes back to us as Indian folks forgetting those old ceremonial ways, you know, to keep these type of entities away. You know, also, you know, they have another spirit out there that causes just straight up, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but, uh, you know, I don't know the technical term, but just where you just lose your mind. You know, uh, some people call it cabin fever. You know, some call it, you know, different things. But, you know, again, this is a winter spirit that, you know, all tribes had, you know, a belief in. And that's why, again, they would do those offerings, you know, to keep all these type of bad spirits away mm-hmm. you know also um there's one that you know causes sickness 
You know, again, you know, these Indian folks back then, they didn't know the terminology of flu or, you know, whatever, you know, COVID. They didn't know words like that. They just knew it was a sickness and they would name it as a person. You know, they they had a spirit name for it and it would come in and it would cause someone to get sick and to die. You know, and again, that was one of the most feared, you know, spirits back in the day. But back then, you know, they had medicine, they had ceremonies, they had things to keep those things away. And if someone got it, then they would know, you know, how to take care of it. You know, again, you know, there's thousands and thousands of stories all through Indian country, you know, of these beings coming in to help us, you know, fight off these evil spirits, you know, and they would show us the herbs and the things that we needed and the songs to sing on these herbs, you know, to to keep us well, you know, just like uh, Tyler was talking about at the grounds. You know, that that again, you know, it, it if that you know, that song that they do put on that that medicine, it talks about those spirits. You know, it talks about, you know, keeping this. They have a name for it. They name it in that song. And so, again, you know, this is a winter spirit that you're talking about. And it wasn't just Muscogee Creeks that had names for them, you know. A lot of tribes had it, you know, I've, I've been to uh, some church meetings and I hear people praying for people that are sick and, you know, not any, not these ones that are doing it today, but, you know, I'd say about 20 years ago, you would hear them talk about that sickness as a person, you know, even if it was in that church or even if it was in that teepee. You know, they had certain medicines that they used to use. They just didn't all gather up and sing and then go eat in the afternoon and then run off to the bar again. You know, they they took care of things the way it was supposed to. And, you know, nowadays, you know, again, we we've forgotten the importance of every part of these ceremonies from picking the herbs to preparing the wood to getting the lodge or the teepee ready or the grounds ready. Mm -hmm. There was etiquette all through that. And so, you know, a lot of that etiquette that they used to do, they would name some of these things that would would uh, come in. And, 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 you know, the one that was going to make the medicine and even the one that would go gather the medicine, they would have a ceremony to help them to go do these jobs. It wasn't, oh, I'm just going to go find this cedar and that, you know, that that's it. I'm going to boil it and, you know, that's that. You know, no, there was whole thing and it wasn't just cedar that they looked for. They looked for certain herbs, certain things that helped them to make that medicine work. And, you know, whether it was suicidal behavior whether it was where you get sick, there was different sicknesses, sicknesses, spirits out there. It wasn't just plain, just like flu. If you, if you want to kind of keep it in a, what did you call it? A, 
white man way, what did you call it? Oh, uh, a westernized. Western, a westernized, westernized. Westernized way. You know, if you want to think of a westernized way, you'd have a spirit that caused sickness. You'd have a spirit that would call alcoholism. You'd have a spirit that, you know, made you, you know, abuse drugs. You had a spirit that make you abuse people, man or woman. You'd have a spirit that would cause you to lose your mind. You know, all these were the spirits that were released during wintertime. And if you think about it, you know, up in Alaska and, you know, up in the north where they get snow and they don't really go places. You hear about those kind of things. So for me, you know, to me, that that sounds real. Not only here in the United States, but across the waters where they have big snows. You know, even Russia, you know, even places like that. You know, they had beliefs kind of like that, you know, in their olden days, which, you know, my understanding, they, they still have those kind of beliefs today. And so, you know, to me, you know, like I said, that what that woman had to say, you know, I agree. You know, it just wasn't on the, it wasn't just laid upon Indian folks, but it was laid upon all nationalities to do these ceremonies. And we've all forgotten that kind of stuff. And so you're having havoc everywhere. But, you know, I know this show is talking about those winter spirits. And so... Again, you know, these winter spirits that you're talking about, you know, they all had names. Sometimes, you know, we need these medicines, these old ways to to help us combat some of this stuff that's in Indian country. But, you know, we're so far removed. I don't know if we can ever get any of that back. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. um, Well, the whole mindset of like winter, too. It's like negative, negative all the time. Everybody goes, the days are shorter or it's like, this is my depression season. You know, I'm going to stay in. I'm going to be a hermit of some sort or I mean, it's just like all these. Is that like this? The bad one you're talking about is that what it spreads to is like like this this season right here, this winter season, like it's just like so like to me now like i mean i kind of used to think like that too of like it just made me feel lonely or like yeah depressed or like the sun wasn't out as long so it got dark earlier and it just made me like i was just like going along with everybody else of like it's the same thing too of like you know you think about suicides and all that and depression and it really hits hard during this time because i see it all the time on social media you know, it's not even friends. It's just like random people that share stuff from other parts of the world too, of like winter season. And, you know, we talk about this stuff and like I said, man, it makes me think of all, it makes me think all the time about what we talk about. And it just made me think of like this entity spreading that negativeness of winter when now I don't think of winter like that at all. Like it's just within the year. I just, move forward you know i don't i don't think of like depressed the person i used to have i don't think like that no more it's more of like just living now well if you you really think about it think about all your years that you you've been around 
Mm-hmm. When you was a child, you loved that snow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, wintertime was a blast. True. You know, you, you went out there. There was no school. Yep. You know, it, it was it was blessing all the way around. Presents. Yep. yep. <laughs> but but when did it start to get depressing? You have to think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, you know that thing was out there. Mm-hmm. Why did it? Why didn't you feel like that when you were young and? You know, but then you reach a certain age and then it starts to get depressing, you know, like an adult, you Mm -hmm. know, adults, you know, this is the time of the year where, man, you know, craziness happens, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, to me, I know that those spirits are real and they're causing havoc all over the place. Yep. Mm -hmm. I had a story about uh, offerings. Um I mean, it's kind of opposite of it because it was in California, but my <clears throat> my bro, Dukon Harris, uh, he was on here and he told the story, but he went a little more in depth on Rob's podcast, but because he was kind of, he was trying to remember what all that happened when he was on here, but he remembered more after that, but he was going to California and his grandma said, you know, when you go there to the beach, you know, offer some tobacco. He didn't know why, but he did it anyways, right? And so hearing this story again and then again, you know, and then we do this podcast and we talk about offerings and stuff, you know, it it made me put, you know, almost two and two together where he did offer that and that was it, you know, and I think he said like maybe a month later or something, they went to the beach, right? And then they were going to, they were surfing and they got to a point where they got way out there, like no man's land pretty much Mm. and it was the current was really strong and it was just like almost like to the point where you know dying was a possibility drowning and everything and he said they kept like he kept trying to swim on his side to go to the shore but you know nothing was working and you know his other friend was with him and he was really scared he was just like you know don't leave me you know don't leave me behind and and, you know, it's just fear, you know, because he wasn't going to leave him like no way, you know, but it's just like that fear of like, you know, if you get out of here, too, I want to get out of here as well. And so but he said nothing was working and, you know, he wasn't trying to think negative, just positive. And then he said, like, all of a sudden it was like a Sunday afternoon and there were no lifeguards. And he said, all of a sudden, like this guy came out of nowhere and he didn't get a good look at his face because the sun was out and he said it was too bright and he was tired. And this guy, whoever he was, grabbed him, like snatched him up. He swam out there, I guess. He had no boat or nothing. And he said, he said, I'm here to help. And he said, he said, when this, when this wave comes, I'm going to throw you on it. And he was just like, okay. You know, he was like real drowsy or whatever. And he's like, you ready? And he said, yeah. And he said, this guy was so strong that because dugan's a grown man and he was like this dude was so strong that he literally like picked him up and threw him on his board onto that wave and he said he just rode that wave all the way to the shore no problems and he said his buddy did the same thing too threw him on that wave and it was like that guy like nothing like nothing to that guy like he was almost standing up like where they were and he just like and then came into the shore laid down on the beach and then like his family came and they're like where were you guys at and they're like we almost died pretty much and mm. and um 
they're talking about this guy just came out of nowhere and saved us. And he said he got up and he looked around. Nobody was out there. He never seen that guy. It was only them on the beach. And, you know, and I put that offering with that story too, as like, you know, that was probably like that saving him, you know, and we kind of joked around after that. I said, Dan's Thor, but (laughs) 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 no, but, but, you know, like I put, I put two and two together because we always talk about this stuff and, you know, the offerings and everything and to have just some random person or something come out there and, you know, just not even scared of anything and throw you like, like you're nothing on this, on this wave way out in the middle of nowhere and you're safe. You know, I want to tell him that maybe he'll listen to this, but I think that's what that, you know, that offering was that ocean, you know, it was, Almost like what? What would you say? Giving back or something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, uh, you know, those Hawaiians and all these coastal Indians, you know, they believe in giving that ocean, you know, an offering. Muskogees were the same way. Mm-hmm. When we lived by that big water, we would give it offerings, you know, and, and that was to take care of us. You know, those Hawaiians, I think, are, are pretty cool in their, their stories like that, you know, because they believe, you know, their their spirit, I forget what it's called, but one of their spirits is like a shark entity, mm-hmm. and it'll come and help them out. And, you know, I said, dang, most, most sharks will eat you, won't they? <laughs> not not in our culture, you know. So our our clan believes that you know they they can help you out. There's other spirits in that water that will come and help you out, and those are the ones that they give offerings to. If you know they're they're fishermen, and they go out there, and you ask. All these uh, Alaskan natives that, you know, fish, you know, they'll talk about those spirits. And that's where those guys talk about those mermaids and stuff, you know. They're they're ones that have those kind of stories, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of those beings in the water. So, yeah, giving those offerings, you know, you'll, you'll be amazed. Mm. Mm. Now, that's a wicked story, though. <laughs> That's a wicked story, especially when it comes to that. Because if you like, Chris mentioned when it comes to those w- winter spirits, you know, doing the correct ceremony. You know, so it sounds like who was it? Dukan, you said Dukan. Dukan. Mm-hmm. It sounded like he did the right ceremony in that moment that you know keep kept him from not uh, perishing in that in that water. That's, mm-hmm. that's that's a that's a pretty that's a great story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, getting getting back to these winter spirits, you know. Many tribes, you know, they really believe in these things. And, you know, a lot of tribes, they have these stories, you know, back in their old olden days in their home country. You know, even like the Creeks, you know, when we were in Florida, Georgia, Alabama area, you know. And I know the Cherokees have, you know, their stories too, you know, in Cherokee, North Carolina, you know, of these old winter beans, you know, coming down and uh, doing things. And, you know, I hear these stories, but, you know, the the story that I always like to hear, and it's not even a native story, but it's that Dahmer party, you know, the one that traveled through those, uh, Donner party through those, uh, I forget what, down in Colorado, you know, they were traveling through this passage and they got stuck in there during winter time and they ended up having to eat each other, mm. you know? And so, you know, hearing that story, you know, 
being Creek, you know, we, we would have said, you know, that was one of those spirits that made them make that way. You know, it, it forced them to stay there. Then it forced them to eat people. And so, you know, just hearing that kind of story, you know, I, I liked it because, you know, it had all those elements. And there's a similar story, you know, during, you know, winter time, kind of around those Appalachian Mountains area. You know, there was a band of creeks going through there. And uh, I don't know what they were going through there for, but my understanding they were going through there and and they got caught in uh wizard uh winter blizzard you know and now they didn't say it snowed but you know i know they talked about it being super cold so i am assuming it snowed and they couldn't travel so they ended up having to uh how you say make a uh a camp there and they said that during this time during this camp camp time that they had to take that they would hear these voices from the dark you know speaking to them and one of the uh warriors you know he he knew things and you know he began to make medicine and they said uh you know he got visited by this little person, this LP, and he gave him this medicine to uh, brought him the, the, everything he needed, and you know he was able to make that medicine to doctor him and his little war party, I guess you might say, and um, to keep them from you know doing that, you know, and they were they were in there for a long time i know it was you know over a month time time period and they said that um when they were done you know they all agreed that they all heard those things and saw those things coming around their camp you know and back then you know those indians were very knowledgeable of things you know today we have such strong disbelief that we can't see things you know, we can't hear things. We can't communicate with the spirits. We can't communicate with, we got to have tools to do it. You know, those old Indians, way back then, they could see and feel and hear things. They could communicate with those things, you know. And so in that story, you know, it talks about those things. So if you ever go traveling, you know, that was one of the things that you're supposed to take with you. And that was the moral to that story. If not, you know, just like that story I told, you know, you might end up eating each other. So, mm. you know, or, or losing your mind, killing each other or, you know, something worse. So anyway, you know, I know a lot of people say, well, I don't believe in that stuff. I don't believe. It. But wait till you're in that situation. You'll see what you have to do. Yeah. And that's you know I, I think that's really interesting because like you you mentioned that passage that that group that basically ate themselves you know there's you hear like especially up in those mountain areas and like especially like 
like where the Yeti, you know, that, that mountain range that the Yeti's notoriously known for. What is it? Not Everest. Um, I can't remember the name of the mountain, but, you know, like the people that get lost up there. And I've heard a story one time from, this is from, uh, I was kind of doing some research and a search and rescue guy was telling a story about a time where they were trying to find a uh, missing person. Well, when they were kind of, you know, going and trying to find this person, they got split up. And all of a sudden, and this, like I said, it's in the middle of the winter. Like, they're up there in snowshoes and all this stuff, and uh, they get split up. Well, the woman was gone, and they couldn't find her. And basically what she was hearing was something whispering in her ear. And now she's up. I'm not, this, now I want to say this is in the U.S. and I, I can't exactly remember exactly where this story took place. Like I said, this is I read this story a, a while ago. But she was hearing those voices, and it was like, "Hey, you need to, you need to, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do that." And she was like, "Well, that doesn't sound right." This is what she's talking to this spirit or whatever. And eventually, she ends up finding the person that's missing. And the spirit's telling her to eat that person. Mm. And so she ends up not listening, and she ends up somehow making her way back to her the search and rescue group that she was affiliated with. And the whole time she said, yeah, this thing, this whatever this was, was it wasn't like it was someone you know, physical in front of her. It was more like someone that was inside her head. And it was telling her, hey, this is what you need to do. You need to do this. So I don't, that just, when you mentioned that, it just kind of gave, like, hit that, you know, that ding, you know, I, I've heard a story similar to that. So that's, that's pretty interesting, you know, to, to have that type of entity or that type of, you know, some people say, oh, it's just, you know, what, you know, there's people out there that'll say, well, it's physical. So when your body reacts to coldness and, 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 and this and this and this, this happens. Sometimes you can't explain why you're, you're, you're you're reacting to that that what that situation that you're in you're lost you're hungry you know you're looking for you know you're trying to find your way back and you're also trying to find a person like there's a whole, whole lot of situations there in that one moment in that situation that she was in so i agree, i i i believe in these things i i believe in a lot of spirits and beings and i believe in a lot of things that people other people don't believe in but no that's very interesting though to to you know when you mentioned that that group it was a Colorado, you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very interesting. Was that the plane crash? No, that was like way back in the Western days. Oh, okay. Col- Colonized and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was <clears throat> an airplane yeah. crash somewhere. That's what I was thinking of. And uh, they they did the same thing, ate each other. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there's a movie too. Yeah, forgot the name of it, but I watched it when I was a kid, and that's what I was thinking of. But yeah, they got in that wreck or plane crash, crash and. They were stranded and nobody, nobody's coming, and they ate the dead people that were there. And yeah. they ate I, them. I think there was what only two or three survivors, but mm-hmm. when they found them, boy, they was oh. <laughs> So where everybody else at? They were jacked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Uh, is it Ravenous? Yes. Have you seen that, Chris? No, I haven't seen it. Damn, that's a crazy movie, but it's basically about cannibalism. Uh, it's set back in Calvary days, I guess. I think so. Yeah, and. Uh, they they find this guy that's a cannibal, mm. and uh, you just had to watch it. I don't want to spoil it, but it's it's good. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's, it's, crazy it's a crazy movie. 
It's ravenous, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You have to watch it. Mm. You might give it five fry breads. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Speaking. I don't know about that one. No. Six fry breads? No, <laughs> yeah. no but I was going to talk about the, uh, talk about sickness too, man. Uh, dang, I had, I got sick after Thanksgiving. Mm. The day of, I believe, but man, it was, it was really weird, you know, and like I said, this pod makes me think about a lot of stuff too, and now even more, but it's so crazy that whatever it was, I guess flu or something, you know, if we go back to the winter season's coming, you know, get ready to fight the flu and all this stuff. And dang, I got it, man. And it was, it was really, it was a really weird sickness because I woke up and I was so cold. Like mm. the heat was on though. And I had blankets on, but dang, man, it was just like, my body was freezing and I mm. couldn't get warm. And he got hit with that nausea and a headache, and mm. man, it was it was weird. it was a really weird sickness. I was COVID, but then I was like, I don't know, man. I don't, I didn't get cold the last time I got COVID, and it was just like, and I got fever. I believe what was it one hundred two, one hundred three? Dang, yeah, I had high fever, but it only lasted maybe a couple of days, and I started feeling better after that. But still, that congestion and everything, you know, and it hit me hard, man. I, I thought. I was trying to sleep on my side so I wouldn't get, you know, that gunk in my lungs and stuff. Mm. I was trying to sleep on my side and my stomach. And and every time I tried to lay on my back, man, it was just like wheezing. Like, uh, and then, man, I was like, dang, is this it? Dang. <laughs> I was like, dang. So dang. just sat there and laid there and prayed. I mm. slept, I slept though, man. Took what medicine we have and drank some onion water. And that helped a lot too, but... I mean, that was pretty scary, too. Like, I was just sitting there like, dang, this might be it. Because it was kind of hard to breathe. Dang. It was really weird. It was really weird. Not positive, though, that the entire time. Mm. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. But that made me think, too, sickness coming in and this, you know, the being we talked about. So, Yeah. That's a wicked one right there. And uh, I think about that, too, you know, again, with the... You know, cold and flu season, as soon as it hits, mm-hmm. you know, everybody always says that. But, you know, again, those those old ones, you know, they might not have had the terminology, but they knew what they were talking about. Yeah. So, mm. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Being sick? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, knowing how not to get sick, you know. <laughs> yeah. You, you, yeah. you take that, uh, like uh, Mr. Randall was talking about, you know, at the grounds. You take that medicine, you know, if it's made properly by the proper person, those guys won't get sick. I don't mm-hmm. care. You know, you, you look at that, you know, like up north, you know, they have that polar bear challenge, you know, where they get first uh, time that the water freezes over the lakes. Mm-hmm. They'll chop a hole and they jump in there, you know, and... and that's supposed to be healing some mm-hmm. somewhat, but now I can't even put my toe in just the <laughs> lukewarm water. Bobby, no. <laughs> much less jumping that you know frozen lake, man. I can't, man. I can't imagine doing that. But yeah, people are starting to do ice baths now, and uh, they buy those uh, 150 gallon stock tanks. I was thinking about buying one because, like you said, like that stuff is healing. You know, to mm-hmm. be in that cold water like that, and I mean they. Uh, they just leave it outside. They fill it up. Right now, it's like perfect because it snowed. It turns into ice, and then you just break it apart and you sit in it. 
And what I was reading was it's like, uh, I think they said about 11 minutes a week you sit in it. And it's supposed to eliminate like high blood pressure. It wakes you up. It, it evens blood flow and all that. And then there's even more benefits to it. So right then and there and then like sauna too. You know, you sit in sauna for, I think they've said like 56 minutes a week. But that's a long time. Yeah, that's a that's a long time. That's a long time to be in a week to be in a sauna, like because I don't. I used to do sauna. I used to sit in the sauna for like two hours or about an hour a day, and to think fifty six hours a week, that is crazy. Yeah, but that is crazy. there's so much like health benefits to that too. You know, they said it helps with like, um, uh, like hidden uh, sicknesses, mm-hmm. like, like I guess like tumors maybe or. You know, evens out a lot of stuff within your body, and you know if you're fasting too, that that's a that's healing as well, mm-hmm. is what I've been reading too. Uh, me and Nico, Chef Nico, were talking about all that ancestral eating stuff. So it's a lot of a lot of interesting things that you could just do. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. you said, they're hard because it's cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you, you know that fasting ceremony. You know a lot of tribes. Well, a lot of people used to practice that. Mm-hmm. You know, even the Good Book talks about fasting. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that was one thing that you know that's part of you know from Muskogee's. You know, making medicine and and doing those kind of things. You know, sometimes you have to show Creator how bad you want this, and you know. I know nowadays they might fast from eight eight in the morning till noon, but heck, who eats between that anyway? You know, mm-hmm. uh, but you know those old times they they would uh, fast for over four days. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know nowadays diabetes is real strong, but you know back then they would fast for you know a long time, especially if they really were needing something. I knew people that would fast for at least two weeks and i'm talking about without food and water mm-hmm. you know i don't know how long you can go without water but it's not Take three days you know you're not supposed to go too long without that water but those guys would do it for a long time you know a couple of weeks Man. and just to show you know who they are to the creator you know those people cross the water those hindu indians you know that one guy well he fasted for for a long time, yeah, yeah, it was a while. Yeah, so yeah. they show that it can be it can be done. Mm-hmm. The human body can do it. Yep. You yeah. know, but you gotta want it. You know, mm-hmm. and even those guys that practice that kind of belief over there, they tell you you have to mentally, you know, get strong. Even those sun dancers, you know, to do that sun dance, you know, to put their body through all that, mm-hmm. it's mental, you know, and. You know, it takes a lot, you know. So, again, you know, to me, you know, a lot of those health benefits, yeah, they're tough. But sometimes you need to do it for health-wise. You know, and that's one thing that, like I said, I mentioned before, like, I was, like I said, I'm always reading something. And and they say basically our, our body temperatures, you know, since we, here in the last hundred years or however long AC's been invented, our body temperatures went down. So we're not. So we're less susceptible for the cold, and we're less susceptible. Like we're getting hurt. It like the sun hurts us, and you know obviously the cold hurts us, and so the heat. So we're getting to a point now where, like I said, westernized, where we're enjoying the luxuries of AC heaters. Uh, you know, back in the except back in the old days, we they was wearing what like one thing of like a maybe like a a bear coat or whatever wherever they were from beaver skin, like you know beaver coat. Like it wasn't like they were 
you know, like us, like I got two layers on right now. Um, and you know, so we're to a point now where, like I said, we're Westernized. We're like, we're enjoying, uh, like we can sit here, uh, during the summertime and 70 degree, you know, weather basically in our homes. We go outside, it's a hundred degrees. We're like, God, it's so hot out here. But then back in the day, they was about, you know, they was walking around with nothing on basically, you know? So it's, and it's, it's crazy how, you know, just, just a little bit of a, a sweater can just change, you know, everything basically, you know, and changes our body heat, body temperature, uh, you know, the internal, you know, organs and all that stuff. So yeah, this has definitely been a pretty interesting podcast. I, I when we take, you know, like I was thinking winter spirits, like in like monsters and like, no, but Chris, Chris always surprises me when he, when he, you know, when he comes up like with a topic or something or something that you know, I don't think of. I truly don't ever think of you know certain stuff like that. You surprise me. I was like, "Whoa, okay. This is this is this is stuff that we need to know." Like, you know, my I'm I'm 28 years old. And my generation seems like we kind of, you know, we're losing ourselves in in the material things. We're losing ourselves in you know mental. Like we're losing our minds over the things that are you know that are easy. And so this this episode to me is is. Is, is super keen to know that, you know, these things are still out here. Now, if we get 5,000 subscribers on our YouTube, Chris will do the ice bath. <laughs> ice and, and uh, fasting. I don't know. So I had that niece earlier fix me. She cooked me a pie. Well, cooking that cream pie earlier. I was over here shaking. I, was like, I need something. I need something to eat. She hooked me up, so ho, Charmin, appreciate that. That was a good pie you made there. So, but I'll do anything else you guys want. But. Oh my gosh! All right, ten k. No, oh, all right for that we'll do it. Then. Uh. Y'all better go do that because I'm trying to see that. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be here to see that. Dang, Chris, get all froze up. Like, man, looking blue. Dang. Mr. Freeze. God. Dang, you looking like Mr. Deed's foot. Dang. <laughs> Dang it. God. Mr. Deed. <laughs> I ain't seen that in a while. <laughs> but yeah, true. You know, I... I didn't know what to expect for winter spirits. I was thinking, yeah, Wendigo. Um, but I think that might be its own episode as well. There's way more to talk about that. And even like Yetis, you yeah. know. Um I don't know too much about Yetis. I just I always thought they were like out of or over the waters and everything. Mm-hmm. But do we have them here too? Well, Technically, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're a Bigfoot entity. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they, they have all the same things, but they just live in colder weather. Mm-hmm. So you would look at, you know, Alaska and Canada mm-hmm. as your your Yeti more type Bigfoot. So uh bigger too, aren't they? A lot bigger. bigger and you know, hairier. And a lot of times they say they're they're white yeah. instead of brown and and black and red, you know, a lot of a lot, a lot of them down this way, they're those colors like that. So, yeah, I'm excited for that episode because um, uh, Russell and I had been going back and forth on that guy that that basically 
died when he shot one. Remember he 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 was driving his car and he took a video of it up on the hill. On that mountain. Oh, they're trying to say that yeah, like a giant. Yeah. 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 Have you seen that one, Chris? I don't think so. I have to send it to you, but yeah, this guy got footage of where was he at? It was in the northwest. Yeah. Pacific Northwest. But there's this mountaintop and he's driving and you know, he's on his phone or whatever and he zooms in on this what he tries to zoom in, you know, it's way up there. And there's like this giant man, man whatever, whatever it being, is. Yeah. you know, Yeti, Sasquatch, but it's giant, it's humongous. And, you know, he's like, what is this? You know, and everybody's kind of, and there's different other, I think there's other videos too, but they're not as good as his. His is like mm. the best like version of it. Yeah. And it's clearly like this giant being of some sort on top of that um, mountain. And it's just kind of, kind of pacing or standing there and, mm. you know, and he, it sucks because he can't zoom in enough. He's way down at the bottom. So, and the phones, you know, they, they only have so much, much megapixels yeah. and everything to actually zoom in on it. You would you would need an actual like uh, camera that does that kind of work. But but clearly this thing is giant. It's a giant being. And then like <clears throat> I heard, you know, this might be true, might be not. But he died suddenly after yeah, that. Yeah, nowhere. Mm. You know, people are and then people are saying like he was, you know killed off because of that yeah you know mm. it was something that people weren't supposed to see i guess mm. so i don't know i don't know the real story behind that I was just like that's just talk on different social medias about that whole incident but, but that story is very interesting the, i'll have to show you the video though sounds like that bigfoot put that hex on him mm. <laughs> yeah <clears throat> his family took yeah. care of him that old indian way yeah mm-hmm. dang primal rage way tyler randall what now yeah Bigfoot, what do you say? Hey, his claim to fame, his catchphrase. If we ever do shirts for him, is it's gonna have, it's gonna say Bigfoot's Wild Weekend. And he he says he says that every episode, and so I'm doing it for you, Tyler. You're not even here, but yeah. I'm pointing at you. Somebody on our YouTube comment section said, "I'm gonna watch Bigfoot's Wild Weekend now." <laughs> <laughs> it was on one of our episodes where we just talked about. Oh, I think it was when we we're trying to explain how we ran into that movie. And it was towards the end of that episode, and somebody in the comment section, the comment section said, "I'm going to search for Bigfoot's Wild Weekend now." Yeah, <laughs> man, gotta gotta get the footage right. <laughs> but yeah, he, that dude's crazy, man. And I, I've, I've and I've, I'm going to petition to the group too. I think we should do a Tyler Randall outtakes for New Year's. I don't know. I think that's a good. He's probably got a good 35 minutes of just straight outtakes. <laughs> A blooper episode, man. Just, just, <laughs> dang, dang, double deuce, God. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> we need to have the TikTok live. Like the dude, that is crazy. Tyler, appreciate no, you, man. Kidding. He's gone. Appreciate you, you and your out, you and your 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 goofy outtakes, man. Thank you for that. He, he's somewhere doing that double deuce, God. <laughs> double ply, God. double plop. Wrapping it up. Dang, got that thick. <laughs> that toilet paper, that thick. <laughs> Look like boxing gloves, boy. <laughs> coming out, boy. <clears throat> Muay Thai style, <laughs> <laughs> Give you that death touch. With that. <laughs> 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 
god. Even at the um, beginning of this episode, he was like, he gave him softball. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, the privacy screen. Oh my god. <laughs> you need one too, Tyler. Oh, <laughs> uh, what have you guys need got? Any more to add to the winter spirit? I thought Chris killed it, man. Can, uh, Chris, Chris bodied this episode. And I appreciate that, man. Yeah, a lot of great info. Once again, I appreciate it. Everybody else appreciates it as well. Really makes you think about a lot of things. But um, tell everybody where to follow you. You hold a tiger Facebook, TikTok, One Man Band Nine One Eight, uh, Warcry Podcast is available basically everywhere. Unsolved Mysteries at the Reservation is. Um, New episodes come out every Sunday. Uh, you can find me on Christopher Honka Hill on TikTok and on Instagram. Uh, Tyler Randall, check him out on Instagram at Skoden Cinema and at Pump Action Podcast. Check out both those podcast. Well, they're not two. They're the same. They're under the same. They're under the same umbrella of Skoden Cinema. So Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, check out Skoden Cinema. Uh, add your, uh, go like the Skoden Cinema page on Facebook. There's two of them. One's a private one and one's a public one. Uh, you could add yourself to both of them and ask them why there's a private one. I don't know what's in that one. You might not want to know. <laughs> All kind of things just corrupt you right there. Boy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, go check them out and... If you once again, if you have any stories, um, send them our way to Tyler, Chris, Yolo, or myself. Hey, for me, guys, voice message, voice message. Send a voice message, text it. Just make it clean as yeah. well. Mm. Um, don't want to make it. Don't want to make a lot of edits. So, and um, check me out, Russell Sunny. Go on Facebook. Um, at Okie Podcast on Instagram at Restaurants Forty Nine on Instagram as well. Check out Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok at Reservation underscore Mysteries. Um, check out the YouTube channel Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation. Subscribe, hit that bell to notify you when we have a new episode. Ten K guys, Chris. Like I said, ten K. Chris 10K has got will, something for y'all. Ten K. You'll get an ice bath at ten K. <laughs> and. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Y'all didn't want to hear what 20K is. God. <laughs> Tyler Randall getting ate by a snake. No. <laughs> Eat up. And uh, listen to Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation wherever you listen to podcasts Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever. And yeah, so stay spooky, everybody. Mm.